We acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast. Up the Duff is a podcast for fertility seekers and those who are curious about procreation. Join us as we speak to experts and hear from real people on their fertility journeys. We ask the hard questions and help them navigate to solutions on the sometimes bumpy road that is to parenthood. I'd like to take the opportunity to thank this season's sponsor, ES Fertility. They are setting the new standard in ingestibles for reproductive system health for both males and females. Make sure you check them out at esfertility.com. Welcome back to another episode of the Up the Duff podcast. Today I'm joined by Jennifer Ward, who is a naturopath, and she is currently completing her master's in reproductive medicine. I chat to Jennifer about antioxidants, what they are, how they work, and why they're so beneficial for both male and female fertility. Let's get into it. I could think of no one better than to discuss antioxidants with the new. So thanks for oh, making the time. Absolutely. No, my pleasure. It's such a great topic. So I'm super excited to talk about it with you today. And we constantly hear about antioxidants, this, antioxidants, that. This is a great source of antioxidants. But a lot of people don't really know what antioxidants are. So what are antioxidants? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Let's go through it. Um, so antioxidants are substrates found in food. So when we eat foods like dark berries, um, black beans, green tea, cacao, we're eating antioxidants that are going to essentially balance out our cells. So we have all these um, oxidative factors that come into play living modernly, you know, pollution, smoking, alcohol, etc. Antioxidants help to reduce the impact of those oxidative factors. Um, they're really a little powerhouse that helps our cells to flourish. You know, we don't really need to overthink it. We just think of bringing back the balance and these antioxidants do it. Um, and, you know, when we get to a more technical level, we can look at it from a um, cellular level where they actually donate one of their electrons to help to neutralize a free radical. But in essence, they are just helpful constituents for um, cellular health. Great summary. <laughs> and so you've mentioned a couple of food sources of antioxidants. You mentioned berries, cacao, green tea. What are some other sources of antioxidants? Like does herbs come into this at all um, and are some better than others? Yeah, good question. So there are so many. We think, oh, I need to find the best antioxidants out there. Yes, absolutely. But you're probably already eating so many antioxidants in your diet. There's things like cherries, pomegranate, tomatoes, sweet potato, carrots, avocado. So if you are eating a whole food diet, if you enjoy eating real food, you're eating antioxidants. You've got foods, though, that contain higher levels, and in particular, those darker pigmented, nice and simply put, are generally higher in antioxidants. But some of those powerhouses, particularly that you can get through foods, are herbs and spices. They are just full to the brim of antioxidants and add flavour to meals. So we love using those. We also have supplementation and that's really where as a naturopath we focus, we thrive in understanding how they work and which ones are best for the individuals. It could be CoQ10 or it could be vitamin E or simply 
vitamin C, which is found in citrus foods, capsicum, in kiwi, etc. So a lot of the foods that are around us are full of antioxidants. And a lot of these foods are already in our diet. And I know you work in the fertility space. And, you know, if you're online, you're Googling, you're looking things up, trying to support your fertility while you're trying to conceive and maybe you're having a bit of trouble, all you read is antioxidants, antioxidants, antioxidants. So now that we have the general understanding of what antioxidants are and where we're getting them from, how do antioxidants support fertility for both men and women? So when we talk about fertility, when we even talk about IVF, we're always talking about the egg and the sperm. We're talking about single cells. So if antioxidants have that role of improving cellular health, they're going to help in the context of fertility because it's all about the matching, the marrying up of two cells to then replicate into four and eight and a hundred and a thousand cells. So really simply put, if we have healthy, vibrant cells, then we're going to be assisting our fertility. Healthy sperm, healthy eggs means healthy fertility. Uh, And are those uh, reproductive cells particularly vulnerable to oxidative stress? And does age play into this as well? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, we don't want to hear it, but it's true. As we age, our cells age, and particularly our gametes, our sex cells. So we want to make sure that we're going a bit more above and beyond than perhaps just those delicious foods I was outlining before. We want to actually soak those cells in these good, high-quality antioxidants that we have access to because We're looking here at the follicular fluid. We're looking here at the mitochondria, looking here at the little powerhouses within the cells. And when we age, they age. So we're kind of cheating the system here. We're kind of going, well, how can we use these antioxidants to get our cells robust, big and ready for uh, conception and, and fertility? What's so interesting in relation to IVF is a lot of the time in the um, petri dish medium, they are adding antioxidants as well to help protect um, embryos or egg cells or sperm cells um, from oxidative damage within the IVF environment, um, yeah. which is super interesting too. Um, so can we get enough antioxidants through our diet alone in the in the context of fertility? Yeah, look, if you are 18, 20 years old, and you are ready to conceive, you have a super healthy diet, you've got a great family history, you exercise, you meditate, you basically live up on a hill, just free from all the environmental stresses and pollutants. You probably have A-grade eggs and A-grade sperm and don't need as much help. You can eat the healthy foods I mentioned and you're fine. But for most of us who are city dwellers, who have stresses, who may be, say, over 30, even over 40, we might need a little bit of extra help. So it doesn't mean don't eat the foods, just have the supplements. It's let's do it both. Let's enjoy a beautiful, colourful, vibrant diet of filled with antioxidants and let's get that little bit of additional help from these absolutely powerful supplemental uh, antioxidants which so luckily we have access to now and some we didn't have access to five ten years ago and now they are 
on the shelves and and ready to go. And so you you spoke about supplements. What kind of antioxidants are you recruiting to support either male or female um, fertility? There is a range. So what we need to remember is it's not just, hey, I'm going to grab an antioxidant and I'm sorted. We need to better understand which one suits me. Um, Am I male? Am I female? Do I have any cardiovascular issues? Do I have any family history that's significant? And then from there, we kind of tailor which antioxidants are going to work for the individual. So there are so many, to name a few, vitamin C, vitamin E, uh, melatonin, resveratrol, and then, of course, your CoQ10 and your nicotinamide riboside, which are the top players um, that everyone is raving about at the moment. That list goes on, but the key really here is make sure you're getting the right one for you. I'm sure you can relate to clients coming with shopping bags full of supplements that they've bought online and, you know, that complete overwhelm um, from the supplement world and navigating supermarket shelves. Is there anything um, you suggest people look for in terms of quality of supplements um, and navigating what might be effective or and also safe? Yeah, look, it's what I find with my patients is that they are so passionate about their journey. I mean, why wouldn't you be? If you want to start a family, of course you're going to look into these things. So a lot of the times they have enough knowledge to get them into, you know, the chemist warehouse or somewhere and they start buying up all these products. Now, what they don't realise is often quality matters. So, yeah, you've done the research on the product, but have you bought it from a reputable brand? And this is where practitioner-only products make a huge difference. Um, Number two is actually dosing. More is not always better with some of these antioxidants. And we need to know and understand each individual one and how much is right for the individual in front of us. So, for example, nicotinamide, we don't need too much of it in in one go. Quality matters, uh, quantity matters, and working with a qualified professional will get you that. Takes out the guesswork. It's so true. And finding that balance between oxidative stress and antioxidant overload as well because there is an element of um we need a little bit of inflammation a little bit of oxidative stress to make um the magic happen as well but so we don't want to over antioxidant like you said too high a dosing and i guess pregnancy safety comes into it as well right like if the plan is conception what's the safe dose of these antioxidants um for pregnancy, mm-hmm. if we are taking supplements, and that's so where working with a practitioner um, and seeking professional advice, like working with yourself, comes into play. So speaking of pregnancy, which is the ultimate goal, are there antioxidants that are important in pregnancy? Do we see an association um, with antioxidants and things like gestational diabetes or preeclampsia? Is there any research in that area? And, yeah, should we continue taking these antioxidants in pregnancy? Yeah, it's such a good question because people get pregnant. They go, great, I'm pregnant, and just wipe clear everything except for maybe a multi. But it really depends on the individual because when we're pregnant, it's actually an oxidative um, state of our body, which we don't generally, you know, put two and two together. I'm pregnant, I'm oxidative. But if you think about it, the body's metabolism goes up, that can be oxidative. 
Um, the placenta itself, which is fueling the growth of the bubs, has some inflammatory processes that it creates. Um, so, for example, as you mentioned, if you've got a history, um, say it's your second pregnancy or family history of preeclampsia, then you'd really benefit to have some antioxidants in your routine through pregnancy. So it could be CoQ10, which is safe to have through pregnancy. Um, if you've got a history of endometriosis, if you've got a history of PCOS, these are uh, both states that can cause oxidative stress. And we might want to have a little bit more support through pregnancy. For example, in endometriosis, I'll often use a little bit of nicotine, uh, sorry, not um, NAC through pregnancy in those women. So again, it always comes down to case by case, but generally, yeah, we do need to have some antioxidants through pregnancy, but we want to make sure that they are safe and appropriate to our system. So, so important safety, especially in pregnancy is number one priority. You've mentioned um, free radicals and antioxidants. Can you explain what these free radicals are and also the importance of finding the balance of both of them in your body? Yeah, absolutely. So we often hear antioxidants and we go, what are, what are they? What can I be including in my diet? What supplements can I be taking? But sometimes actually what we need to do is focus more on our free radical exposure and perhaps cutting down on that. Things like smoking, alcohol, air pollution, pesticides, plastics, perfumes, heavy metals, xenobiotics, even medications, fried food. When I talk about this, though, I'm not saying, oh, my gosh, you have to cut out all of it right now and only be having antioxidants in your life because that isn't healthy. We need a balance. We need to be able to go out and vent and have a drink of wine if we feel our fertility journey is getting too much. You know, we have to still go to the city and work so we can't get away from all the air pollution. It's just about being inspired and empowered to see your own situation and what you can do to create a better balance between the two. So it might be, you know what, I'm sick of those perfumes anyway. I'm going to just bin those, gift them on. And instead, I'm going to focus on using essential oils. And then, yeah, I might include a few more of those delicious berries and other antioxidant in, uh, ingredients. So the key here is to kind of look at it like a seesaw and we're not trying to tip it so far that antioxidants are through the roof and there is zero traces of any of these oxidants. We want to go, okay, where's my middle ground for my particular situation for my health so that it aids my health and fertility? So what are some of the most toxic or oxidative free radical forming lifestyle choices um, that you commonly see in clinic? Is it smoking? Is it vaping? Is it alcohol? Like how bad are they? Yeah, Should we be avoiding them completely when trying to conceive? Look, I see relatively healthy people. So Alcohol is always going to be one, sometimes smoking, but gosh, it's so good that that has gone down. Not too many of my clients vape. I would say the biggest ones for even healthy individuals is alcohol 
and eating out. You know, some of my clients admit to eating 75% of their meals out because they're busy, they're stressed, they think they're eating the right foods. And then you look and there's all these trans fats in there and all these unnecessary preservatives, etc. So they're the two biggest ones. Some people unfortunately end up on medications. That can be another um, uh, free radical producing product. And then you've got those hidden ones. So particularly your chemicals and environmental factors where people go, hey, I didn't even think to look at that in my household. And that's a really good starting point because generally people feel really good about doing that. It's kind of like a Marie Kondo of their, you know, Tupperware drawer and, and house. So I'd say though the top four ones is alcohol, food, medications, and then all these plastics and in- environmental toxins that come into play. And what about wine? You always read, oh, wine, especially red wine, it's such a good source of antioxidants. Where, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? A great question because it is. It is a source of antioxidants coming from these brightly colored red grapes. But it also is a source of alcohol, which is an oxidant. So with a lot of these areas, we have to balance it out. Now, if you are absolutely strict with your alcohol, you know, six days a week and on Friday afternoon, you finish work and everyone's having drinks around you, you're kind of doing a disservice to yourself if you really want that wine to say, no, I'm not going to have it and go home because What we know after helping so many women and so many couples go through their fertility journey is your mental health matters and stopping and not thinking about your fertility journey and socializing and having that one glass of wine can be so beneficial to your journey. So there's unfortunately, from my perspective, never a you know, clear cut, yes or no answer. You spoke uh, briefly about resveratrol earlier as well. You mentioned that that is one of your antioxidants um, go-tos and it is in red wine. Can we get enough resveratrol through wine? Oh, look, we could try our hardest, but probably not. So I think with something (laughs) like resveratrol where we do actually need so, so much of it, and this goes for all of these antioxidants, if you're in a uh, fertility journey where perhaps you're over 35, maybe you're steering towards IVF or considering it, we really want to go with those supplements that we know it's stamped on them, how much is in there. Um, There's no guessing around that. So I wouldn't use wine for resveratrol. I would use that for relaxation and socialising. Um, so unfortunately, no, it doesn't. Um, but we luckily have other foods and also supplementation to help us out there. Well, thanks so much for your time today, Jennifer, and for summarising and helping us navigate what antioxidants are, where we can find them in food, and some little tips there on if you are trying to conceive which antioxidants uh, you might want to consider. But of course, always consult with your healthcare practitioner. I look Thank forward to chatting so- again soon. We hope that you enjoyed that episode of the Up The Duff podcast and that you're feeling more supported on your fertility journey. If you haven't already done so, please leave us a review. It will help to spread the word and support many, many people on their fertility journey. A final shout out to this season's sponsor, ES Fertility. You can check them out at esfertility.com. Until next time.